This is a fresh agenda, bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work. Here is Christina Mendonca. Hi, everyone. Thanks for being here for a fresh agenda where we talk to innovators and entrepreneurs and find out how through the distractions of life they get at their deepest work. I'm thinking a lot about veterans this week, and it's still February as I record this, so uh, we're not coming up on any big national holiday, but I do have a story running on ABC in San Francisco this week. It's an investigative piece I've done on veteran services. So I thought we'd do kind of a theme week. I was going to bring in one of my favorite veterans, and I have, her name is Melissa Washington. She is the president and founder of Women's Veterans Alliance. She's a service-disabled veteran, small business owner, speaker, author, and award winner who is passionate about connecting women veterans across the country. Now, Melissa served in the Navy before earning a degree in business management, and she was a decade into a successful human resources career before, in 2009, you know what I'm going to say, because hundreds of thousands of people faced the same thing. She was laid off during the big recession, and that started a two-year journey of reinvention that resulted in a career change, a book, a national speaking tour, and a whole new mission for her life. I met her in 2014 when she authored Get Back to Work, Smart and Savvy Real-World Strategies to Make Your Next Career Move. And I just love her mission to help women in general and veterans in particular start their own businesses or use their military skills to transition once they leave active duty. Let's talk about the Women's Veterans Alliance. You and I met several years ago after you had published your book and you were already in business for yourself, but the Women's Veterans Alliance is uh, your, your newest effort and you have lots of chapters now. Tell me about it. Absolutely. So a little bit over three years ago, I was looking for a, a professional networking organization for women and more specifically for women veterans, and I couldn't find one. So I started my own. I'm actually at El Torito is right across the street from Arden. I got uh, women veterans together at what, with the intent of just us getting together once a month for dinner and some professional networking. And it's now catapulted into one of the largest and fastest growing professional uh, women veteran networking organizations. What specifically did women veterans need that is different from the needs of just any woman wanting to get into business? Well, the thing with, with women veterans, it's, I think just with veterans in general, it's, it's having the community. So when you're in the military, as I was, you, you have a sense of community, you have camaraderie. And then when you come out of the military into the civilian community, there is a community, but the community may not get you. So when you start to bring veterans together, whether it's in person or on social media, they, they can have that sense of community where they know that they're, that person sitting next to them gets what they have gone through or, or have done. In your story, in your bio, you talk about being laid off from um, a position in 2009 and having to reinvent yourself, and that's what your book came out of, Get Back to Work. And when I met you last time when we talked, you were helping people get back to work, as you had had, and, and started your rein, reinvention process and helping other women start their reinvention processes. How did the lessons you learned from that help you uh, found the Women's Veterans Alliance and allowed you to help women do this? I mean, it was it was a perfect stepping stone um, to what I do because if you look at it, 
So when I lost my job, when I was laid off, um, I only knew five people in the Sacramento area. So, you know, I just moved up here a little bit over a year ago. And you think about it, too, that as far as the same way that is for a lot of our veterans that are coming, getting out of the military, coming back to a community, whether it's where they grew up or a new community where they don't know anyone, they don't know the resources, they don't know how to get connected to find um, jobs or how to start a business or to connect with others. So there's a, so much similarity to that as I, as I understand that piece and to be able to help them with, with the whole networking piece, getting on, you know, getting on LinkedIn, helping them with their resume, uh, networking, professional, you know, professional dress, because in the military, the way you dress and the way you dress in the civilian community as well as civilian jobs are, are two totally different things. So helping them, you know, understand um, that as well. And also too the, you know, if you look at the women veteran population, we're approximately about two million, but that population is is growing. So with that, we're having more women that are, you know, transitioning out of the military, and we want to make sure we have the right resources for these women. And a lot of those women are dealing with a, a lot of the issues that, uh, you know, men have dealt with in the past in terms of disability due to service or a homelessness. I mean, I was disturbed to see a recent study showing that uh, among women veterans, they're three to four more times more likely to be homeless than their male counterparts. Which is which is very, very unfortunate. So we are seeing an increase again in, with women veteran population, but also increase in homelessness. Um, also, uh, women, we also parallel a lot of this, uh, disabilities that happen that people think just happen to men. Um, traumatic brain injury, which is TBI, post-traumatic stress, PTS, uh, military sexual trauma. So you also have these factors as well that uh, women have to face in addition to just being a woman. But we also have these other things. Um, also, suicide, um, and which is very disturbing, is uh, this suicide rate just of veterans, but also, too, when you look at women veterans, uh, as far as our suicide rate compared to our civilian women counterpart is, is a lot higher. And the way we the women veterans commit suicide, it's, it's even more just tragic, um, too. So there, there's that. But, you know, a biggest thing is the feeling of isolation. So if we can help women, and they could be, you know, they can have a family, but they may just have that piece of isolation. And that's what we're helping women to say, hey, you know what, you're not alone out here. You can be in a big city and still feel isolated, but guess what? We're here to help you, whether it's come to our chapter meeting, connect with us on social media. We're on all social media um, platforms. We have an app. So it's just a way to be able to keep women connected and knowing that there's somebody out there that cares about them and granted, there are other veteran service organizations, but m- all of those are pretty much male-dominated. Um, and a lot of times, whether that's uncomfortable for women or they may not feel that the, the men understand them, which is a lot of it's very true, is we want to let women know we get them and we want to be able to help them wherever that they're at. Tell me about when you started this uh, organization and, and you started having women file in and connect with each other. What were some of uh, the early things that you saw in terms of successes out of the Women's Veterans Alliance? Well, well, several things, which, you know, being really entrenched in this last three years, which I have been, is really understanding um, the women veteran population. And one of the big things is, and, and I was the same way when I got out of the military, I didn't identify myself as a veteran. Yeah, you know, I served in the military. You know, my dad was a veteran. He was in Vietnam. He, you know, did this. That's a veteran. And, and we're still struggling with that today. And that was over 20 years ago that I got out. But women still 
struggle with that as far as their veteran status. So what happens with that is if a woman may not check a box and say, I'm a veteran, she may miss out. Actually, she will miss out on benefits that she is entitled to. So we have that piece of women not identifying and not utilizing their benefits. So, you know, and also a big thing is we are underserved and unrecognized in the community. So, again, that falls back to when you think of a veteran, most of the time you're going to think of a a guy with a ball cap with World War II or Vietnam. You're not going to think of a woman that has served. So unrecognized, and then we're underserved, so there may not be enough resources out there for specific women needs and for the VA or other resources to keep up on those needs of women. So as you look around, Melissa, and you see uh, these services that women veteran needs, what is our government doing or not doing to keep up with the needs of women veterans? And do you have a political ally anywhere to help? So I don't, I don't get a lot into um, politics, but if needed, um, there are a, a lot of really great politicians that are, that are doing things for women. And a lot of the focus is when we look at uh, bills that are being passed, a lot of it has to do with women's health care, because that is definitely um, so important when we look at, you know, when we look at ther- therapy, therapeutic services, military sexual trauma, when we look at um, breast cancer as women veterans are um, uh, more at risk to get breast cancer than our civilian counterparts. So it's making sure that the government in our health care, which is, you know, if women are going to utilize the Veterans Affairs health care, is that that's up to um, par, whether they have mammogram machines or other things, to be able to take care of um, our women and, and their needs and their, in a, in a sense, sometimes their unique needs um, for that. So it's, it's, a lot of it, you know, it's, it's collaboration. It's making sure that we continue to collaborate uh, with, with, with each other to make, to make those changes and that, that can have an impact on, on our women that have served. Tell me what you recently did with Dr. Phil. I saw some, I saw some things on social media, but I want you to, to tell us what was going on. Yeah, so um, the producers of Dr. Phil had reached out to me last year, found me on the internet, and wanted to know if I'd be interested and if I knew of some other women that might be interested in being on the show. And I was going to be on one show, which didn't work out. Um, so they brought me on this other show, and most of the time, Dr. Phil, it's a little bit different as far as the guests. So I wasn't a guest that had um, issues with my family or anything. Um, but they, they brought me on to be able to talk about um, my organization, but then also, too, be, you know, running an organization, being a mom and a wife, not having time to take care of my skin because that episode or that segment was in, ended up being sponsored um, by Skin Care. Um, so that was that was tied into there, but it was it was a great experience to be able to get um, national exposure uh, for our organization and to bring awareness. And you know, we did receive a lot of calls and emails, which we need to continue to show you know women veterans and what we're doing in a positive light. Because a lot of times when we look at the news or social media about women, a lot of times it's so negative. So to get something out there positive about our organization and what we're doing. Uh, was a great experience. Tell me, you've been doing career development now for for quite a few years and and helping people start their own businesses. What has changed? And what, in your view, are the current cutting-edge methods or tips that you could give people about either starting their own business or joining the gig economy? So it's very interesting to talk about the gig economy because that's a lot of it I've even talked about in my book that I I wrote um, four years ago where, you know, you're having... 
multiple streams of income because a lot of times people think, okay, I just have to do just one thing, but there, you could be doing multiple things. And, you know, when you look at veterans, I mean, veterans make great entrepreneurs, um, but a lot of times veterans may not know um, where to start. But a big key piece, I think, for anyone in business is, is it's online. I mean, we're a 24-hour society where things, you know, can be done online all the time. So having that online um, presence is, is probably key. And I mean, I, I've been talking about that for a long time, but uh, you've, you've got to be there because people are going to Google you, find you. You've got to be make sure your website is mobile friendly, um, your, your keywords. So I mean, that's probably one of the, the biggest things. And you never, it's taking something you love and turning it into where it could potentially make you some money. I mean, if you look at all these websites like Etsy and all these other things where people are taking something they just love to do and now they're making money at it. Yeah, I'm a big believer and I have been for years in the side hustle, um, always trying to have something, even if you have a nine to five position, having something that you love uh, on the side that can bring in another stream of income for you or skills that you can develop uh, is, is so important, I think, not only for your financial health, but for your mental health as well. Absolutely. Definitely. And there's so many things people realize I don't have a skill, but you just never know. It, it could be just something as, um, you know, easy as maybe you're, you do something well in graphic design, but you don't want to be a big graphic designer, or maybe you can crochet something or do make cakes or cake pops. I mean, there's so many different things out there that could just be something like, it's just be like, it's your side hustle and it's a little extra money to maybe save up money for a trip or something, you know, leverage that. We all don't have all the same skills. Um, so it's just, you know, figuring that out and and how do you, how do you get it out there? And I think especially today, the internet makes it so much easier for people to sell their products and services. What are you doing these days that inspires you as you meet these women who come to you or come to the foundation looking for help? I, I feel what inspires me is, well, they inspire me, just the women where they're at, but being able to make a change. And, and I tell this to women too, you know, because when you make a change in a woman's life, you change her family's life. So if you can help a woman, if you can impact her, whether it's a job, financial, you know, therapy or any other things like that, I mean, you're impacting that whole, that whole nucleus of her family. And um, that's, that's inspirational, but also to connecting women with their benefits. A couple years ago, I had a, um, a mortgage broker called me and said, I need you to talk to this woman because she doesn't believe she's a veteran. Because with veterans, we have benefits to purchase a home. And he says, I need you to talk to her. So I talked to her and within five minutes that changed her life because now she became a homeowner and she didn't have to put any money down. So it's, Is it that they don't know that they have the benefits or that they are feeling shy about asking for them? All of the above all of the above, or yeah, or they feel that they don't have it, they don't qualify for it, oh, I don't want to take away from someone. Even in the state of California, which is probably one of the most hidden gem benefits of anything, is a college fee waiver. So veterans that have a 0% service-connected disability or more, their children can go to school for free in the state of California. So my daughter can go to school in the state of California for free. Wow. Okay, that, that's a, yes. a benefit I had not heard of. And that's community, state, and university. So that will waive the fee. Of course, you know, there's other costs with books, but there's scholarships or things. But that's huge. That's, that could be hundreds of thousands of dollars 
a benefit that's there to be able to save because, you know, that's a stressor for people. It's like, oh, you know, I got to save money for my child to go to school. Well, guess what? You served. Let's get you connected to all your benefits that you're entitled to. I mean, that's a whole other conversation, just about all these little benefits that we have as veterans. So you think about if you don't identify yourself as a veteran, don't think you qualify, all this all these things that you're entitled to because you raised your right hand to serve and protect our country that you are entitled to use. It's not like they're just going to say, here's all your benefits. I mean, you got to get out there and figure it out. And that's what we want to do is help women and share with them the benefits. So I love to talk to them. When I find, even if a man or a woman I meet and they, they're a veteran, especially if I find out they have a high schooler, oh my gosh, I love to share with them about the college fee waiver. <laughs> and watch their face light up. <laughs> they're like, really? I don't, I, you know, so that's, it's, it's, it's educating, but it's also educating the community. So it's not just the, you know, the veteran and the spouse, it's also the parents, it's others who have some influence or impact on that veteran's life to be able to share this information with them. Okay, so if someone wants to uh, find the foundation, hook up with the foundation, and find out about their benefits, and maybe uh, you know network with some other female veterans, tell us where they go, what they do. Yep, they can just they can Google Women Veterans Alliance. I guarantee will pop up. Uh, we're on all social media. We've got resources on there. If it's a woman veteran, um, she can get on our our email list. That's also open to active duty guard and reserve. If you're interested in supporting us. Um, you can go to our website. We've got a big uh, run coming up in May um, here in the Sacramento area. And there's just a lot of different opportunities. We do have um, six chapters, and two of those being in the greater Sacramento area um, for women to come out and network. Like I said, we're on Facebook. We have private Facebook groups only for women veterans. Um, so it gives them, you know, a, a, a safe, vetted environment for them to be able to ask for help or share and other women to be able to uh, provide her with, um, you know, information. And what about... Um what about uh, Melissa Washington? What are you up to lately? Are you going to? Are you writing another book? Are you doing career development? Running the foundation? All of the above? <laughs> uh, all of the above. So I am working on. And it's one of the slow processes. So when I, I again when I started this group, this is just supposed to be us getting together once a month for dinner. I'm not to where it's a full time. In a sense, it's a startup business. Uh, running Women Veterans Alliance, which is which has been great, um, but also to eventually. I've started to make an, a version two of my, my get back to work, which I'm hoping hopefully this year it's, it's on my list to, um, to do. And, you know, I still do LinkedIn trainings and especially I love to, you know, go up, I go up to Beale Air Force Base and I talk to the transitioning service members there about creating an online presence. Um, and I also, you know, do that um, as well with some other companies and individuals. So it's kind of, I've got, you know, my multiple hats, being an entrepreneur and just doing things that I love um, and truly being able to, to help others and transform their lives. All right. And we told people how to get in touch with the foundation. How do they get in touch with you should they need some, some career training? Absolutely. So they can go to melissawashington.com or they can shoot me an email, melissa at melissawashington.com. And I'm also... I'm on all social media as well, so there's different connect points to, to connect with me. Okay. And tell us finally, where do you get the energy to do all of these different businesses? This is not, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy, but if you wake up and you do something that you're good at and that you love, I mean, I, like I said, there, they've been all these stepping stones of things I've, been, I've just been doing, and I, and I love what I do. Um, if you had me just doing something else that I didn't like, I don't think I would have the energy, but I wake up and... And others give me give me that energy to do what I love to do. And like I said, the ways we can impact other lives, that's get so much energy from that. Excellent. Thank you so much, Melissa, for your time. We appreciate it. 
Thank you. That's Melissa Washington, president and founder of Women Veterans Alliance and author of Get Back to Work, Smart and Savvy Real World Strategies. We thank her for her time. Wish her luck with the fun run coming up in May. You can find her online. My veteran story, the investigative piece I told you about at the beginning of this podcast, it airs in San Francisco on ABC this week, and then I'm going to post it to my YouTube account. So if you aren't already a subscriber of mine on YouTube, I invite you to come along for the ride. I'm posting some great content there, and I'm working on some future stories now that I will also post on my YouTube account. You can also find me on social media and on my website, ChristinaMendonca.com. And check out some back issues of A Fresh Agenda. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher and looking to bring on our first sponsor very shortly. So thanks for being here. Let's stay connected. This is A Fresh Agenda, bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work.